Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm here, so. <laughs> I'm Shea Good Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. Howdy, Oklahoma. My name is Chet Holmgren, and I'm down to dunk. Dead gum. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. <laughs> I have, I don't, is that like you eat it together? Everybody tells him to get the bag of burgers. I need like a straw. Like. <laughs> Howdy. I, I'm, a, I'm an artist on the court. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. My name is Kenrich Williams, and I'm down to dunk. It might be Aaron Wiggins. This is a troll. It's a troll. I'm trolling. Howdy, Papa. I, I think it would take away from who he is, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Oklahoma. I love Oklahoma to death. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. Perfect. Great. Very good. I like the hat. You bro. like the hat? Yeah. <laughs> Vava, this is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I've been doing a lot of dunking. <laughs> Welcome to episode one, three, eight, seven of Down to Dunk. You can find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast. Go to theathletic.com backslash Down to Dunk and get The Athletic for $1 a month for six months. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Slam through. Taylor. Why don't cannibals eat clowns? Because they taste funny. Sitting at the top of the main. Open that. Slam through. Sitting on the. I don't know what the words are. I was trying to get the lyrics up. (laughs) Sitting on the top of the main. (laughs) Those are the words you chose? Uh, I don't know the words. Sitting on the dock of the bay. Oh, Dock of the bay, yeah. Yeah, Otis yeah, Redding. yeah. Those <laughs> not Otis Redding. Who's that? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yes, it's Otis Redding. <laughs> Very. Uh, sometimes the songs that come to so when I sing these songs are just songs that are in my Gosh. head in the morning. Wow. Sometimes I just get a tune and then I realize I don't know what the words are to this song and I feel like my mom. Why is your elbow crease so sparkly? <sighs> I got a glitter tattoo. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Sitting on the top of the main. You know who else was sitting <laughs> on the top of the main? Hey, LeBron was, James. It's the Thunder. LeBron um, James. Wednesday night against the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> uh, it was nip and tuck for a while. Oh, what does and, that mean? Until we got the, 20 lead changes until they just went insane at the end of the third quarter. So can I complain? Always. So here's how I know that me having expectations for the team mm-hmm. is back yeah is i'm already complaining about something yeah because the reason it was nip and tuck is because mark was like 
that a is that a is I know, that a phrase I've never heard someone use this phrase. Phrase. That is what sitting I, on the top of the main. I've never heard of nip from talking. What is wrong with you guys? It's yeah, a, you don't you don't have the right right now, Luke. You have a chance. <laughs> it's a TV show. It used to be. Yeah, that's the only thing I've ever heard it. Well, so the reason was because Mark was playing like just roulette with lineups in the first half. Like Mark is just coaching the way that he's coached no, since no, we, no, no, since no, no, we no. have known him. There was an extended period in the first quarter, and it felt like half of the second quarter where there was not a real point guard on the floor. Who's not a real point guard to you, I guess? I mean, so Shea, I'm just thinking Shay and Giddy sat at the exact same time for a long time in the first half. Yeah. And you just saw the offense trying to figure out how to run, and it was very stunted in that second quarter. And J-Dub was the only ball hander on the floor. And I know, in theory, he's a point guard, but he is proving so far that he's way better off the ball than he is on the ball. Yeah, I mean, he played in point guard. In one whole game. He played point guard basically his whole life. In one whole game. Huh? No, I'm saying, like, this is why it's, I know it's stupid. I'm like, we've seen one game. Yeah, we've yeah. seen one, one game. game. This is my what favorite. is Mark doing? Hot seat. No, he's just being Mark. He has done this all the time, but I was like, why? Why are Shea and, Ch- and Giddy not on the floor? That, like, why aren't they staggering those guys? Just trying to see what they got from everybody else. So you ready to fire him? No. Press the button. I love Mark, man. The ejection button. No, dude, they won by 20 points. They beat the Bulls in you, embarrassing you, fashion. You wouldn't want to see what it looks like with J-Dub as the primary creator? No. With the second unit? <laughs> I mean, come on, Jay. But, but for me, I'm still thinking like the, the, the challenge of Shea and Giddy is both of them are at their best when they're leading the team. So why not let Giddy run? And they pro- it's probably something like, a, hey, I acknowledge that I am massively overreacting. This and sounds being like an internal battle more than Completely ignorant <sighs> because it's been one game. But I'm like, why wouldn't Giddy take those minutes that... And, and my assumption is, is when games matter, that will be more of who they are. I mean, games don't matter now. No, not as much when you're playing the hapless Bulls. You know what I'm saying? Well, hapless. Just, well, just hapless. Get yourself, well, just get yourself ready. Jay, get ready for because like this is real how, like, nipping this is and how, he played, Come on, you're acting as if it was normal. He played eleven guys in the first quarter. What I mean, that's not necessarily abnormal for Mark. It's it's not like we've never. Shea seen. didn't even play the whole first quarter. It's not like we've never seen. You said on the podcast, yeah, Shea will play the whole first quarter. That's what he does. He and did guess last what, year. He did last. Guess year. what he didn't do? Hey, you know, maybe they're changing changing things a little bit. Sitting on the top of the main. <laughs> But it's, I mean, what I'm saying is like playing 11 guys quickly in the rotation is not necessarily unusual. I'm so tired of Jay's your, over it. He's so tired I'm of so, this And I'm so crap, tired man. of this like, oh, this is what we do thing. Man, come on, man. Come on. That's what they did all last season. Disagree. First game. I don't even remember last season. Jay, I know guys, you're kind of doing the thing, but like after one game, I'm just not ready for this. Oh, I, I know. I know. <laughs> That's the whole point. Oh. That's what I was thinking about. Like, what would be a fun segment is to say, what long-term projections for you for the entire NBA changed after one game? Like, is there anybody that you are more hyped about or less hyped about? On the team or across no, the league? No, across the league. 
Um, and how real are these these takes? Like for me, not really as worried about the depth in the West after watching one whole game. Yeah. Uh, Shea played 10 minutes and 37 seconds of the first quarter. Yeah, that's a minute and 23. <laughs> so you're complaining about the minute West. 23. Yeah, bro. That could have been the difference. Could have been the difference. They could have put it away in the first half. And they could have won by 20, <laughs> 21. Or four. That's crazy. Um, somebody that I feel different about. I mean, I, did, I didn't love what the Suns did in the offseason just because I feel like they acquired a lot of guys that do the same thing. And I feel pretty good about that take. Like, I just don't know. I think they just need somebody that's more of a distributor and that they need somebody that can get downhill. And they don't have either one. It's, it's hard because... You can't make that assessment of them without Beal. I think the crazy thing about the Suns is like, for a team that we were already worried about health issues with three guys that missed substantial time over yeah. the last couple of years. I yeah. mean, Booker, Here pretty consistent. But I'm like, the fact that Beal and Booker are already out in game two. Yeah, it's brutal. And they don't have any depth. No, like Eric Gordon is old. Yeah, he Grayson played, Allen, he had to play Josh Okogie. Akogi's been pretty good, but yeah, but he's not you're not answer. expecting him to be your number two on any given night. <laughs> no. You know, like nobody no. is. Jordan Goodwin was their number two last night. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. Yep. Yeah, Nurk was not good last night. He was basically the reason LeBron was able to score at the end of the game. Was that he just got? First of all, he beat his he beat his first man, and then he got all the way to the hoop, and Nurk is there, and he's just kind of like waving high to him as he's just laying the ball in, like two times in a row. It's not going to be great. Not going to be great for Nurk. Do you think it's fair? Listen, I I want to go back because I'm the one that's started this on my rants. Mm-hmm. I I I am fully understand how stupid my takes are. I get it. What do you because, mean? Like against the thunder for the thunder, like I get it. Like mm-hmm. I even acknowledge it in our text thread. Like, well, I can tell my irrational stupidity is back. So that's good. I do support that part. Thank of it. you. So that's all I'm saying. Like I get it. I get it. But also, like, how are they going to go 82 and 0 if they keep experimenting? Yeah. How are we going to win every single game? They're possible? on track. What like amount of losing streak will cause you to just lose it? I think if we lose. Three games three, in a row. Three, I'll you're, be. You're two. done. You're gonna be. You're gonna be. You're gonna be here. Just yeah. Inconsolable. We, we lose tonight to Cleveland, and it's just over. No, it just depends, man. I don't mind. I don't mind losing as long as they play well. You know. Yeah. As long as they stagger giddy. <laughs> as long as, as they're long good, as they I don't as care. As long as they play hard. That's so all did I care you? About. Do they put the effort out? Then I'm in. You know. Did you not think they put? That was like one of the best offensive games they could have. That was played. awesome. They shot what percent from the field? Fifty three percent. It was awesome. Hey, listen, I just told you this is not based in reality or logic. It was just me going. Why are these guys playing? And also, part of it is like my jealousy, frustration that you're not out there with the that I'm not playing. I didn't get any minutes. (laughs) No, see Olivier Saar out there. I could do that, but I am. I'm watching like Olivier Saar get minutes, and I'm watching. Poku sit on the bench or Mitzic or Sartan. and I know part of it Sar plays because they need a big yeah they needed a big and yeah. you know when Jay Will's back obviously I think his minutes are the first ones to go but yeah. those are the things where I'm like dang it I want to see Poku play and I want to see Mitzic play and neither one of those guys getting any minutes until 
for poke at the very end, which there may be something else going on with Mitic. I'm not sure. Like somebody asked that question uh, at Peterman 33. This is why do you think Mitic didn't play? I, I can't imagine based on his preseason minutes that there's a real and like, well, we just don't think he's good enough to play. So there might be something else going on with him. I mean, I think that they are, they, they communicate with all their players and you can't, like even though they played eleven guys in the first quarter, you can't play everybody. Like you can't play all fifteen guys or all eighteen guys. You know, I mean, they played two of their two ways. I mean, you can't play an eighteen-man rotation. Part of that's because Mark loves some Lindy. Uh, he does. Yeah, he's a he's a Lindy believer for sure. You know, have I ever told you that I'm not? I feel like it's a really, really? popular thing, but. Why? He, I mean, he played three minutes. No, Jay. I know, I know, I know, and I'm talking long Jay, term, guys. Jay's not happy about that. I'm Jay talking long term. In. I just had never been super fired up about Lindy. He, he took one shot. I think if he didn't go to OSU, you wouldn't be as fired up either. You are out of your mind this okay. morning, Jay. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sorry, he didn't go to OU. Nope, don't care Stoops about that either. Troops, uh, you care. I mean, I care about it, but not yep. enough to. Told you. Like I'm not following Austin Reeves' career. Why not? He's awesome. He was great last night. He's Austin. He's Austin. He was awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know why <laughs> you just throw random shade at Lindy after he plays three minutes in game one. What's going on with Jay? He's saying you're not following Austin Reeves' career. <clears throat> obviously, he is. So, obviously, the big story, <clears throat> the big story coming out of game one was Shay. What we hadn't seen this version of Shay since last season. Mm-hmm. He didn't play like this in the preseason at all. But 31 points, five boards, 10 assists, a steal, and two blocks. Only one turnover to 10 assists is just absurd. Two of five from three. Five from three is like the biggest part of that. And then 12 of 18 overall. He looked like all-NBA, first-team, guard, again, looked like an MVP candidate. He was unstoppable. I mean, they, they threw lots of different looks at him. And they could do nothing. I mean, Patrick Williams got the assignment a lot. We saw Torrey Craig. We saw Caruso. We saw Javon Carter. And it just didn't matter. Yeah. He was amazing. He could just... It, it was already back to that thing where... And J-Dub's got kind of th- this too. Shea had maybe three highlight plays on the offensive end. No, he had more than that. Shay? Yeah, I'm trying to think now because I'm just remembering those layups. He had a few he had of those step layups. He had a scoop too. layup. He had a step he had, back. I know. He, he, he had, had his like, stop that. and pop where guys like fly like five feet away from I'm him. I'm trying to make the narrative that he's that he's KD out there. Like he's just got 31 points out of nowhere. Well, I don't it was know where kind he got of, it, that. It, yeah, it's not. I mean, he just kind of chips away at it. The yeah. first half definitely felt like that too because he scored. It felt like he scored more from the free throw line than he did from the field. But then second half, there were moments. And I know it's... You know, like I probably am blurring some of this, obviously, but that that's where it felt like. But he still, had, I think, what do you have at first half? Seventeen or sixteen at the half? Yeah, seventeen, I think. Twelve in the first quarter or something like that. But yeah, seventeen and seventeen and four. His ability to finish at the rim is so freaking impressive, and just his ability to use his um, Use his handle to get exactly to the spot he wants to. He doesn't give any inch of like, oh, I can only get here. All right, this shot is going to look weirder or it's not going to look right. Everything he does is so controlled and exactly what he wants to do. 
that's just what it's it's like amazing and he's not this super athletic fast guy like russ i'm so used to watching russ score now after all of these years you know where it's just give him the ball he's gonna bulldog his way to the hoop or pull up from three or do something insane to score and shea is just so controlled and has uh, he just knows exactly what he's doing and can do it to anyone. Alex Crusoe is a good defender. Yeah. I mean, there was some publication that ranked him like top five defenders in the NBA. Cooked him. I mean, it he, looked like nothing. I mean, he looked like Shea made everyone look like he like had to step back three on him. He like had him in jail in the paint and just, yeah, yeah, you know, kept him away and had just a floater. Took I mean, him down. It's yeah. it is. The reason I'm as hyped as I am about this team is because I think Shea is unguardable. Like, he's genuinely unguardable. Yeah. And if there is, you know, the random moment where the Pelicans are playing him and it's Trey Murphy and who gave him fits last year. Or was it Herb? I can't remember which one it was. But yeah, one Herb. of the two in, until the playing game where Shea still cooked him. But mm-hmm. is then it's you've got five other guys, minimally, that can take over some of the load and where it's like, I don't know. They're just so diversified in their scoring ability that it is. That's what I'm. I really do think that they have an elite potential in the next, if not this year, definitely in the next couple years. Mm-hmm. But he's the step back jump shot is probably the thing that stuns me even more than those like scoop layups, which is weird. But well, we've, he, seen, we've seen the scoop a lot. We just hadn't seen him take many threes. I mean, he took five threes just a handful of times last year. Yeah, which, but I'm saying like the ones that kind of the right at the elbow, the one you were talking about where he dribbles and backs up and the defender finds himself underneath the basket and Shea is just by himself. It feels like he doesn't miss those. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like the, the rust cotton shot. Like yeah. You just know what's going in. It's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, he is one of the eight best players in the NBA. But didn't it also feel like – I think the worry was looking at preseason, and I think I even mentioned on the pod, is like, all right, so do we default into that your shot, my shot? But it felt like everybody else got plenty of opportunity to score. I mean, he only took 18. Yeah. Which is I'm below like, his average of last season. But his efficiency is so insane. His efficiency was through the roof that he still got 31. Gosh. Yeah, Giddy had 14 shots. Chet had seven. J-Dub only had 11. Dort only had eight. Shout out to Dort. Mm, then like everybody that. else had just, yeah, you know, a few. Good. Isaiah Joe had eight. I Kaysen Wallace had five. Jang had five. Both of those players were so good. Stupid. I'm like, if that happens, which I know Kaysen's not going to make all of his shots. He's not going to be 100% from the field. We've for the seen season. him do it twice already. Yeah, it's true. Man, he he was so – he just played within the game Yeah, and looked – not one time did he look like, oh, it's my first NBA game. Yeah, no. He, he was really good. He's – I think he's going to have a pretty consistent role. Like he doesn't look like somebody who needs to go to the G League for a stint. Like nope. he looks like somebody that's just gonna. He's ready, man. Gonna play and play real minutes. I mean, he he looked great. I'm I'm really excited. This was the first man off the bench. Yeah, that surprise you at all? Based on preseason, no. Yeah. And and honestly, like it didn't bother me. Jay, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. It's a Twitter question. It comes from at 
Rob Spencer 02. He wants to know, guys, are we back? It feels like we're back, baby. Oh, we're back. We're so back. Are we back? I mean, I'm belligerent, so. We're so back. We're so back, baby. If Jay's belligerent, we're back. I yeah. I do wonder. I'm pretty sure Shay also asked to sit because he was tired at the end of the first quarter. Don't believe it. So This is just Andrew's narrative, man. Just trying to make me sound like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but Tra- I, does it change Taylor? Uh, it changes me a does lot. Does it change yeah. you? It, I'm a changed I'm saying man based on one game. performance against the Bulls, are you yeah. thinking this team could be better, or are they kind of what you assumed going into the season? No, I mean, it's if they get you know between 45 and 50 wins, that's what that team looked like. I mean, of course they're not going to shoot 50% from three every game. They're How not. many? Yeah. But, they, but this team has a lot of shooters on this. Like, there's a lot of shooters out there, legit guys that are, that are actually taking those shots. It's yeah. not like Dort went six of six from three that game. You know, the guys who made their threes... I was really impressed with Giddy, two of three from three. Yeah. Both of those threes were wide open. But that's, I, I mean, that's fine. If those are the threes he's taking, that's yeah. great. Yeah, I thought he took really good shots. I mean, I mean, they, they're they going to shoot much worse than this, and then what does it look like? They're going to have to rely on their defense. They're going to have to get easy shots at the rim. I think, obviously, Chet can be utilized more as an offensive player. He only took seven shots. And he, I, th- I think you can find ways to get Chet really easy looks, and they didn't really do that. He was really struggling in the pick. <clears throat> sorry, the pick and roll. Like yeah. he couldn't, he couldn't find a good a good roll, you know. And he was playing against Vucevic and Drummond the whole game, like two guys that are double his size. Yeah, and they're they're just good at using their size and using space too. Yeah, but Chet could not find his way around the court. I felt like that's what he was good from. I mean, he was two of three from three, mm-hmm. so he was good out there. But he couldn't figure out like, where's my spot down low? Where's my path on I, this roll? I actually wish he would have shot. There's a few where he got some wide open looks and mm-hmm. hesitated on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Like you got to let it fly mm-hmm. because that's what they're doing. They're still not trusting it to three point line. You got to let it. Like that's where you should. He could have probably gone four of seven or five of seven. You know, yeah. like from the three point line and really changed the whole narrative about his game. He he did. There were definitely moments. Obviously, the one that was glaring was the drum and pick and roll or the the crossover that got him stumbling, but. <laughs> After German stole the ball. After he ripped him on the perimeter. Yeah, I know. And then it's ridiculous. But to a guy like Chet, he's going to think that's all he's been thinking. That's what I'm saying. I think he's going to go insane tonight against the Cavs. Yeah. Especially Cavs don't have Jared Allen. He's on the injury report. So you've only got Evan Mobley out there. And Jared Allen's on the injury report. Darius Garland is questionable with a hamstring injury. You got to watch out for Max Struess. Dean Wade is sick. Oh. Max Struess was get better. Tw- had twenty seven points at first game, twelve boards too. And Miami Heat were like, "No, nah, we'll we'll make another one." Gabe Vincent's gone. Miami Heat, we'll make another one. <laughs> we'll see. They're so insane to me. I don't, so, Andrew, overall, mm-hmm. what did you feel about Chet's debut? Uh, I thought he was fine. I thought it was underwhelming for the most part. Yeah, mm. I mean, there was there's a lot more there that Chet can do, and and he know. knows it. Yeah. And the her, team knows it. Yeah, everybody knows it. I, I think he really was... 
I mean, I'm I'm sure the advice from the coaching staff was just to like let the game come to you. Yep. And like he it really felt that. He yep. he did that. He didn't force anything. He was trying to play a role within the team, you could mm-hmm. tell. So it was un- I mean, he was underwhelming. I mean, he didn't have any blocks, which I think I thought he had one. And they cred- There was one that I think was such a bad miss where I can't well, remember the- if it was Levine or something, but he was on the baseline and it he tried to shoot at the very end of the shot clock. Well, the and ball went, went straight fly- up in the air. Yeah, the ball went flying. Yeah, I know. It's like I thought that was a block too. Yeah, but- I, I thought he got his hand on it, but whatever. I mean, he he, was, tell, he though, was fine. So I, I haven't rewatched it, but I could tell that there were like he did create he did create problems at the like there were people that hesitated going to the rim because of him. Like yeah. you could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that happened a few times. LeBron sure. James. I didn't know this was here. It scared yep. me. <laughs> it was scary. Yeah, I've been over to pick up my cord to plug my headphones in. <gasps> and I look, oh, there's LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be on Shay and Gideon J-Dub to make sure that he gets involved too. Yeah. Because Chet will set these screens, and they're setting screens for Chet as well. But all three of them, if they get a good screen and they get an open look or a path to the basket or somewhere else on the floor, they're so good at scoring and getting to spots yeah. That it's like, it's it's more natural, especially Shea and J-Dub. It's more natural for them to kind of like go and, and think about scoring at that point. Yeah. So I think it's on them too to make sure, hey, we need to get Chet involved. Make sure he's sticking with me on this pick and roll. Yeah. Rolling well, hard and looking for him. He, he's also going to have to know what space to occupy. Totally. Too. Totally. Because, I mean, we've got passers all over the court. And we had six guys that had two or more assists that night. I mean, it's... It's gonna a lot of it's gonna be on him to just be a little bit more aggressive. I think he will work his way in mm-hmm. yeah, to being it, a more aggressive. He's trying player. to figure it out. I, it just felt different than it. He just was so you could tell he was in his head too much in that game. Yeah, yeah. that was my opinion yeah. of it because he didn't look like he looked in preseason. Yeah, and not that defensive schemes change dramatically. I mean, effort's gonna go up. But I was gonna was, say he in, got in his head. Yeah. early on. And probably over, I think he was overthinking the game. Yeah, and you could feel that a little bit. I'm and your teammates zero concerned about Chet after game one. Yeah, not con- yeah. There's no concerns. It's just his teammates' efforts are changing too. I mean, this is the first regular season oh, yeah. game that he is actually playing with these guys. He's played with them in practice a ton, preseason, whatever, yeah. summer league, whatever. But he's never played with his teammates when they're at their highest competitive output and level you know so he has to almost like learn now what is it really like to play with these guys yeah in a real game particularly shay like what's it like to play with shay full speed against another team because like they played against each other all summer basically but it's like now how do we play against somebody else Mm -hmm. when shay is one of the best players in the nba like he's gonna have to figure out his spot and i think evan mobley is a better player than Vooch and Drummond, but I think it might be a better matchup for yeah, Chet. Yeah, yeah, because they not as much body. They're both slight. They're both not nearly as physical, and I think it's a, a really interesting opportunity because they're those are they're basically both the main big man for their respective yeah. teams. So it's mm-hmm. good. that that matchup is going to be really interesting mm-hmm. tonight, especially if Garland can't go. I mean, advantage Thunder in a big way. If, like, yeah, because then have, Lou just guards Mitchell the whole night. Yeah, I mean, they, you can throw 
I mean, I feel comfortable with all three of our perimeter players yeah. on him. Yeah, Shea was great on uh, defense in that Bulls game. Shea too. is really good on yeah. defense. Guys, yeah. Shea, Shea is he's locked in as a defender. That's That, to me, is the thing that needs to be emphasized to everybody is he has not been – he was good last year, but he was really locked in yeah. as a defender. I want to see him as the primary defender on Mitchell tonight just to see what it looks like. And I know Lou will get that assignment. Oh, oh Your mom calling? Merry no, Christmas. Pills. Uh, pills. He's take his medicine. Yeah. I don't take my medicine. <laughs> I'll be sitting in church. Is like, that the beginning too? And the alarms start going off throughout the word the, the, the word center. It's like who needs to take their pills? Everybody get your medicine. It, it sounds like the beginning to um, Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas." Your ringtone. It's almost time. It did. Um, the uh, thanks. Here's what's crazy, and this is what's so exciting about this team is we've gone this far into the podcast, and have you mentioned? I thought J Dub was fantastic. J Dub was really. I thought good. Giddy was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I thought Giddy Joe was great. was great. I thought, yeah. like obviously, Case and Wallace and Usman Jing were fantastic. Like it was a, it was as much as I was, you know, me being me. There's also this part where you're like, dude, I don't know. Is it? I think any expectation that we had coming into the season, I think there's no reason to back away from it now. Well, and that's super early. Obviously, one game, but. Well, it's without K. Rich and J. Will. Yeah, two yeah, key rotation totally. pieces. There were there were definitely times during the first half and the beginning of the third quarter where I thought they they need K. Rich, yeah, out there, just a steady. Like they just they kind of need him, and so I'm interested to see what it looks like when they have like their full complement of players. When like coming off the bench, it's Kenrich Williams, Jalen Williams, Joe Wallace. Wiggins. I mean, that's a solid group. Even Jang, throw Jang into that group. That's going to be really interesting. And like, Sar won't play. Lindy won't play during those minutes um, with those guys out there. But I thought, I thought a few times like, they kind of need those two because they both provide a level of energy and physicality that you know, obviously Jang isn't bringing to the table. Um, so I I think they they do miss those guys yeah and it'll be I think more apparent on Sunday and even tonight that they need those kind of how players. long is the timeline for their injuries Do you have any idea Jay Will is like being reevaluated in the next few days I believe and then K Rich is just kind of like they're just keeping an eye on his back a little day to day yeah. Okay, I have a question. It's a Twitter question. Mm-hmm. It's from at Ben Vance. He wants to know, based on game one, what do you think the Thunder's record will be after the first home game? After the first home game. So they've got Cleveland tonight. They've got the Nuggets on Sunday afternoon, a 2.30 tip. Love that. Just say it out loud, Jay. This is a podcast. 3-0, baby. I think they'll be uh, two and one. Yeah, two and one. The Nuggets look so good. The Nuggets were amazing in night one. Yeah, they made the Lakers look like a team that's not good whenever the Lakers are like really good. Yeah. Are they? Yeah, yeah I think so. Really All right, man. See? They've got some players that are that they see what I just am saying I don't know. They've got some players that they need to that need to do, they just need to punt to the moon. Like several of them, 
but the other guys they have are really good. They're just a usual AD season away from being mediocre again, though, in my opinion. AD is a, such a weird player. He's such a weird player. He's so good. What do you have, 17 in the first half and zero, zero in the second, second half against yeah. the Nuggets? And he was good last night. He had 30 last night. 30-12, uh, two and three. For me, three it's blocks. never about AD's performance. It's about his health. Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying, the usual AD season is like, oh, hey, he misses 30 games. This team goes from top three in the West to <laughs> six to nine in the West. <laughs> nice. I didn't mean yeah. it that way, but sure. <laughs> They're six to nine in the West. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Lakers, they, they've got like the Christian Wood, Cam Reddish, Jackson Hayes trio off the bench. It's just like, what are we doing? Like, what's going on here? Just saying that out loud. It's just, it's baffling. Like, we, everyone's like, yeah, Rob Plinka does a great job. And then you like, just like, you decide that you want to have those three on your team. I wonder if that's like a LeBron decision. You know, yeah, where he just like just get me the most talented guys. Like they're certainly talented, but I don't think you're winning. Do you think LeBron wanted D'Lo on this team? Because it didn't seem like it. Who game one? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's weird. I think it's weird that they want him on the team. I would just rather just not bring him back at all. I saw a clip on Twitter. Someone put it together there because I think LeBron was mic'd up that game. And he was telling D'Lo, hey, when I screen for you, you're open on the left wing or whatever. Every time. He said, you're open every time. And then they show the next the next time LeBron came up to screen for him in that situation. And D'Lo denied the screen. <laughs> went the opposite way and pulled up from three and bricked it. <laughs> it's like, what yeah. is going on here? It's not, it's not surprising. D'Lo is he's a, he's rough. He belongs. Uh, he belongs on the Charlotte Hornets. He's got a good shot, though. I mean, he could score. Exile him. Exile him to Charlotte. That's what I would do. Uh, okay. Anything else from from game one? I I was so impressed with Isaiah Joe. So impressed. I think that he he has improved a ton. Mm-hmm. He looks like somebody who worked really hard in the offseason to expand his game. Like as a passer, I thought he was pretty good. As a defender, I thought he was pretty good. He played pretty physically. He's somebody that we don't really think about as like having uh, any sort of ceiling at all. We think of him as like Daquan Cook 2.0, you know. Mm-hmm. But he's oh, he's more than that. He's he's good. He's a good player. And what he was their sixth man in the in this past game, and I think he might lock that position down because totally. I, he's he can do a lot more than just like stand and shoot. I mean, he's he's a good player. It doesn't feel like um, anything changes. It doesn't feel like the offense like uh, kind of steps down a notch or anything when he's on the floor with all the starters. It feels like it either stays as good as it was with the starters or is increased, especially yeah. with Shea on the floor. Yeah. And Shea and Isaiah Joe on the floor uh, last year were very, very good. Yeah. But uh, I yeah. think Isaiah Joe has kind of um, – he's found some chemistry with the rest of the players now too, especially the other ball handlers. Mm-hmm. That, uh, yeah, he looked like so good out there. You know what I'm excited for? What's that? November 14th. <laughs> Down <laughs> to Dunk Night versus the Spurs. I'm very excited for that. I think it's going to be a great game, a great time. I mean, you got Wimby in town. Mm, Devin Vassell. Do we have any tickets left? 
Uh, that's a great question. Let me take a look at where we're at right now. <laughs> if it we, might be sold out. It might be sold out. We we're the amount of people that have bought tickets for this is a lot. What are we at? Fifteen hundred down to Dunkers. We're at like uh, thirty three thousand, I think. Dang! Wow. They got to put a watch party in the Cox uh, Convention Center. It's not even called that anymore. Nope. What oh. is it called? Prairie it's called Prairie Surf. Prairie Studios. Studios. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, everybody should. <laughs> the Myriad. The Myriad. Show up to Down to Dunk Night. It's going to be great. We have, let's see, how many seats we have. Um, I don't know that there's any left in Loud City. Oh, no, they opened up a row for us in Loud City. So if you want to go with a group of friends. Oh, they're adding, adding they seats. Op- they opened up a row for us in Loud City. And then. Grab your buds. Grab your buds. Grab your buds. Grab your butts. Get to the paycom. This is going to be a ride. Get to the paycom and join us for Down to Dunk Night. There's very limited seating available. I'll say that. Uh, I think there's like five lower bowl seats left. So go get them. Go get them. Join us. It's going to be great. We're going to eat at Spark. Join us, won't you? What time? What time are we at Spark? We're going to meet at Spark. I mean, honestly, meet there between... 4.30 and 5, get some food, and then I just want to make sure everybody feels like they can be in their seat before What time are you going to be in your starts. seat? 6? The game starts, yeah, probably be in your seat at 6. The game starts at 6.30. What is, does Spark have several different, like, is it just like you open, you're just like, I want the one thing that they make, or do they have like a menu? They have like five They have burgers. a menu. Several Sandwiches. burgers. Lots of different burgers. They got some, they got a salad option. They got uh, some fries with some pink sauce. Yep, they have uh, bacon cheese fries too. Ooh, that's good. That are really I had a good. burger that had pimento cheese on it and yep. bacon and uh, what else? Some some other kind of cheese. Ooh wee! It was one of the best burgers I ever had in my they life. Also got some uh, really good some shakes. Yeah, their shakes are really good. Yeah, their custard's really good. Shout out to Spark. We're going to meet there, and it's just across the street. So join us there down to Dunk Night. We'll take a huge oh group picture. I don't. I don't know how we're going to fit everybody in the group picture, but that's their problem to oh, figure yeah. out. We're they have gonna... picnic packs. You can get a picnic pack. Hey, here's what I'm going to say: is if you can, <laughs> if Luke's you just can like blowing up the picnic packs, if you can be picnic. there at four, let's say catering. Just get there at noon. Listen, if you can get there earlier, I would get there earlier because this is not the largest venue for food. It's true. If you want, actually there's want like, food. They're pretty fast. There's though. like 30. No, I'm it, saying there's like 30 seats inside. But there's yeah. tons outside. There's right? a lot outside. There's a whole park outside. <clears throat> yeah. Have you guys had the hottie spark? Yep. Is it good? Yeah. Is it too is it spicy? Good? Is it too hey. spicy? No, no it's, it's not garbage. Good. Be it, there at four. It's is terrible. It, is it too spicy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I like it, spice, though. Is it too spicy? Is it, it going to hurt my tummy? Ow, it's is got it burger patty. Spicy? What doesn't hurt Schwab's ghost pepper cheese hot link. Sounds hot. Swiss cheese. <laughs> spicy truffle aioli. <laughs> Louisiana hot sauce. Then, yeah, it's got a little bit of heat to it, but it's Ooh. good. All right, let's, let's take a quick break after that we're going to go to Deshaun's Factoid. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
you can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, we're back. After that quick break, let's go to Tayshaun's Factoid. Tayshaun's Factoid, bigger and victory. Hey, I'm Tayshawn. This is my victory dictory. So, Dwight Howard. Just Are kidding. You doing just kidding. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Thank you. Scary, uh, yeah, that scared me. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't no, like This is from Reddit. This is from uh, <laughs> user SigamodNalro. That sounds right. All right. ESPN is using AI to write its game previews now. Ugh. And the results are boring. Boo. I'm going to read one to you. Poor, these poor AP writers are going to lose their jobs just... to AI. Like that's, that's, who's gonna, that's the writers that will lose their jobs Shout to AI. Shout out Cliff Brunt. Shout out to Cliff Brunt. I hope, that doesn't, I hope that doesn't happen. Oh. Listen to how exciting this is. Bucks host the 76ers to begin season. Uh, Milwaukee, Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Bucks, uh, minus five and a half. The bottom line, this is like where your opinion matters for these writers, right? Mm-hmm. This is what it's about. This is the game in one sentence. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. The Milwaukee Bucks begin the season at home against the Philadelphia 76ers. 
That's it. Facts. Are you ready? Facts. That's the entire game <sighs> preview. So what's even the point of game previews now if, that, if that's just what you're going to do? And then two. I can't believe they're doing that. How do we feel about AI, guys? You guys going to lose your jobs? <clears throat> feel bad. Terrible. I feel feel terrible. The about only it. thing it's good for is making cartoon characters um, like SpongeBob covered lean. covered in drinking lean, covered yeah. in jewelry, and wearing uh, hype clothing. That's the only thing it's good for. There's funny tweets for that. The rest is horrendous. It really is. It's it is for sure confirmed that ESPN is using AI for their game previews. Yeah, it is going to only get better. I use ChatGPT a lot. Really? Your, what your do you sermons? use it for? So honestly, like... <laughs> your sermons. No. Like things I've <laughs> what done... What would the, God think about this? Things that I've done so far is like, if I get really long emails, mm-hmm. I'll copy paste and ask for summaries and ChatGPT and like, sometimes I'll utilize them for like articles. Like I'll copy and paste an entire article and put it in there. Like, hey, can you summarize this for me? Give me two or three takeaways or whatever and it does a fantastic job sometimes i'll ask it like if i send an email is the tone of this i actually have ai like a within my like google docs and stuff i utilize grammarly which has an ai feature where it's like yeah if you would I like use to, grammarly yeah. if you'd like to rewrite this to be more persuasive here's some suggestions i don't normally use it because it changes your voice which is all you like you know mm-hmm. you write with your voice right, it changes right. that which is kind of challenging but makes you sound like this yeah just <laughs> hello raises, i'm jay raises it a few octaves but hello um, hello honestly sometimes i use it as like a better form of google i hope this email finds like if you're you searching well something it gives you it just is instead of having to send a link it's a it'll tell you here's the six things that like here's what this thing means and okay that's that's what i thought too i have something to tell you david epstein who wrote range yeah um he was on a podcast with pablo torre i was listening to him talk about ai yesterday Mm -hmm. and he's doing this big thing on ai i don't know if he's about to write a book or something but he was talking about how he uses it every day as well and there was one instance where he was trying to remember a quote, and so he remembered the first few words, and he said, you know, put it in and said, can you, you know, tell me what this quote is? And it came back and told him, like, who said it and what the quote is and whatever, and then mm-hmm. he fact-checked the quote. It was fake. The chat GPT made, it up. made up half of it. <clears throat> yeah. They have... And quoted it. So they can lie, Jay. I, yeah. I'm just saying. They have, they'll lie. They'll make stuff up. They have, uh, they have AI that is that can do legal briefs and stuff Mm -hmm. and they are they have found that they've made up like sites like citing a legal opinion which is like not (laughs) Not good good. (laughs) like you can lose your like you can get in so much trouble for it and like you have no credibility if that if you do that really bad i think that people that are using like ai for research research for legal writing you're asking to lose your job i I think uh, yes i also think that the appropriate way to handle anything on the internet is to not simply rely upon one source right like if so if i got on chat gpt and looked up something and then it said oh here's a resource my natural response would be like all right let me go and do like a google search for that resource and see if i can find it now i know 90 percent of the world's not going to do that i know that they're already finding Students who are using ChatGPT for different parts of papers or whatever, and they're seeing a lot of similarities in the way those are being written. And 
some of the content is falsified and there's some plagiarism going on and all of that stuff. And mm-hmm. So for me, is it's, it is a tool that has to be, just like everything, it has to be checked with other things that have a little more validity to them. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you mess with it at all? No. We're still in like the like the very beginning stages of all of it. So like we just don't know like what the capabilities are going to look like. Eventually, it's going to be a great tool that will take over some people's jobs, and it will be unfortunate. But 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 it's not. But the thing, if it's taking over those jobs, like like with the game previews, uh-huh. it's not made the game previews better. It's made them worse. Have you do you read the game previews? Well, that's now? what. Well, just what. Taylor's talking about. The do you, one but do you like? Do we? Do you read? No, like, but there are people who do, and that, that I read, one, I've read them. They're they're all very basic. I understand, but what I'm saying is that it, the things that they're doing, they're not making those things better. They're just making everything a little bit worse, and and people are losing their jobs because of it. And I don't want everything that I read to be twenty mm, percent worse, and that people lose their jobs. It won't be everything you read. Well, um, I'm just saying. The the articles that are written that I read, there's like well, you get to it's like well, this is obviously not a person that's written this. Yeah, yeah. It's like this is worse. It I don't see it making anything better. It makes the art that it creates worse than something that someone created, and it's just it. I don't get it. What the use is? It just makes people rich people a lot richer. Yeah, have to spend less money and makes the content that we are getting. Worse, yeah. Well, Don't that's worry. that's like that's like the entire industry of everything right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's just people wanting to get more rich, and like the content getting worse. Yeah, you know. I mean, look at like what ESPN has done as a whole mm-hmm. is like they have let go of a ton of very talented writers in favor of making money, mm-hmm. and they're they're actually not even making all that much money right now. I mean, it's. It's down like half what it was three it's, years ago or yeah, something. Yeah, and that's because of cable TV. But it's 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 kind of there's the way that things are moving is not encouraging. What's going to happen is that no one it's going to figure out no one actually likes this, and people that have that are bucking the trend and are doing it the right way is yeah. going to win out. I that's, think. Well, that's that's what that's literally the athletics play right now is that they believe in like smart journalism and investing in journalism and like continuing to push that where other like Bleacher Report and ESPN and other places are not doing that. Like that's their long-term play. And you know what's funny about this too? People are going to want that in like five years or whatever. All of the stories now have to still, they still have to cite where they got the the story from. Like when they talk about it on ESPN, right? Like this story from blah, blah, blah at the athletic. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's never from their own reporters anymore. It's from other people. So it's like the real journalism is still the thing that's providing the big stories, the good content, all of this stuff. It's just not the opinions. Yeah. And then it gives them the content or it gives them the, the meat to have their big opinions on, you know? Yeah. I heard somebody say the other day that their favorite place to read the athletic is bleacher report. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, I just also want to apologize for bringing up the AI thing. Cause now we're all going to get bludgeoned with, um, you know, AI nerds that have all the answers about AI telling us we're I, totally I wrong about, it. I think there's gonna be good and bad about it. You know, I think, I think there's nothing is all good or all bad. I think it's going to, there's going to be good things about it. I, there's stuff that I use right now that's awesome, but then yeah, there's going to be bad and dumb things about it. Too. I do have some good news and bad news. 
David, <coughs> move on. John's back toy bigger in a dream. John's back toy bigger in a dream. Sitting on the top of the main. All right, guys, time for some advice. Our friend Don says, hey, I'm trying to get into the habit of meal prepping. I'm a teacher and I need to not eat out so often for lunch. What should I make? Broccoli and salmon and stick that thing in the microwave and make all your friends hate you. And it just, just everyone, just when you're meal prepping, you just make it. Grilled chicken and broccoli. Yeah, and rice. That's the only thing you can make. That's all you can That's make. the only meal prep. I do not meal prep. Oh, that's a big surprise <sighs> to me. So that's what I'm so going to say. Don't do it. Here's here's what I would suggest. is There are a ton of Instagram accounts. There's a subreddit on meal preps. Just ask AI. Just ask ChatGPT. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, cause I actually I, wouldn't do that, a, to be I'm, honest with you. You could say, hey, I want... <laughs> If you went on there and said, I want meal prep for a month, and here's my diet restrictions, here's yeah, what I it would probably need, here's what awesome. I don't need, I want to lose X amount of pounds in seven days, it will give you an entire month's worth of meals. I read the, this interview with Chris Pratt where he was saying, eating used to be the best part of my day. He was like, I would look forward to all of my meals, mm -hmm. and then I felt like garbage the rest of the day because mm -hmm. he was eating bad. Mm -hmm. And he said, what I've done is now I meal prep, and every meal is the same, and it's very boring. And I don't no longer look forward to it because I know what I'm eating. It's the same thing I've had every single day, and, and it's not changing. Meals are no longer fun, but I feel better overall the rest of the day. And I've taking that calculus and i've said not worth it i was gonna ask you that sounds, <laughs> not worth like, it. that sounds like the opposite of how you view life uh-huh uh. and i'm not doing it so enjoy your boring meal don it sounds terrible and if you're a teacher eat an apple yeah it's like the teacher meal right that's meal prep apple keeps All the right. doctor away too so i i just went through chat gbt oh, oh god. my god so day one jay this is teaching you how to make a bio weapon so it lunch grilled chicken cook some quinoa steamed broccoli evening baked salmon sweet potato asparagus that's day one day two for breakfast green greek green yogurt greek yogurt with berries and honey turkey avocado wrap with whole grain tortillas for lunch uh lean beef stir tortillas. fry with brown rice and then if you go through and you could say so this is unique meals every single day and then i could go Looks in and say expensive to me how do i make x and it'll give me directions on how to make it. Give it a budget. Come on, man. Don't do that. All right. We have, we have got Thank to you. stop talking about AI. All right. Let's uh, let's move on to some Twitter questions. Ask Chat to teach me. Twitter questions. You've got questions and you ask them on Twitter. <laughs> now we answer them for you. broke it all right we just beat the internet it's like what is Can't a twitter question <laughs> all right our first don't worry don't worry 
more Downton Unk listeners, you will not be replaced by ChatGPT. <laughs> Our first uh, Twitter question is... Who holds the record for the most points scored in a single NBA game? And yeah. which year do they great. achieve it? Boring. Thanks, wow, great question. <laughs> Boring ChatGPT. You will never be replaced, Downton Dunk listeners. Next, first Twitter question comes from at Hrothar, who wants to know, how much a believer are you in Mark's weird lineups? Will they get old and ineffective and make all of us mad? Y'all found my burner count. Is this your burner account, Jay? No. I honestly don't care. I feel like I should. You, really? I don't. Honestly? Really. I honestly. don't really. Like, I get annoyed, but it's like, obviously, I understand Mark's thing, but I'm like, I just want to see the guys that I want to watch play. Yeah. Eventually, I think... You know, we've, we've had players that probably don't need minutes on the roster that are getting minutes. And we may see it as soon as this season when they're completely healthy. If you throw K. Rich and Jay Will into that lineup, that it doesn't really matter who you throw out there. As long as, like, you're leaving at least one of, like, the core four guys out there with them, that you have a deep enough roster where you can just cycle through things where... You know, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna potentially have another lottery pick in this next draft, and they if they add that guy to the team, I mean, there there's just I I think that this will eventually start paying dividends in ways that we don't see quite yet, but they want to be they think it's an advantage to not um, for the other team to just have no clue what they're gonna do. Yeah. I mean, depth generally is seen as a good thing in this league. Yeah. And if there are a couple injuries, I'm not as worried about it this year. Yeah. You know, Kenrich, I, I hope he plays. I guess They'll it, play it better with Depends Kenrich. on who it is, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> you have stars and we have depth. That's a great thing. That's good. And Mark has given them minutes. Mm-hmm. And they're going to develop and just be good, be ready to play. It, it's just something that we have to accept, too. Mm-hmm. I just think that they are going to play this way throughout the entire regular season. Hey guys, let's go to our next Twitter question. It comes from at S two five zero four zero zero eight seven, who wants us to rate Chet's debut on the spice scale. Um, maybe Jal- like a jalapeno. Yeah, jalapeno. Like not a very spicy jalapeno. When they're like, "Oh, I was expecting it to be a little spicier than that jalapeno." Mm-hmm. But it's like it's not bad. It's still kind of spicy. Still pretty good. Yeah, still good. But not like oh. this. This definitely needed some jalapeno. So I'm glad it's there. Yeah. Did you see they made the spiciest pepper ever? Pepper Pepper X. Yep. Well, I, th- I think it would kill me. Yeah, I think it would. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would kill a lot of people. You want to do it on the pod? No. Let's do it. Yeah, that would not be good. Hey, our next Twitter question comes from, let me see, from at Globoard underscore DFS, who says, is it possible that Kaysen never misses a shot in his career? Possible. So far. So So far, far, I'm a believer. So far, so good. Kaysen hasn't missed anything. Yep. No, he, I mean, I I think he's going to be really good. He sh- he shot the ball really well as a high schooler, and then when he was given a ton of responsibility at Kentucky, he didn't shoot it quite as well. But, I mean, he's playing off ball for the most part. He can. I mean, he had the pull-up jumper 
against the Bulls that I thought was pretty interesting. But <clears throat> he's going to have an opportunity to play within the offense, and I, I think he's going to flourish. I don't know that he'll shoot 40-plus percent from three, but I think he's going to be really good for them this year. How real is Usman's shooting? I don't know. It looks good to me. Yeah. It's, it's tough to say. I think that we obviously need a, a much larger sample, um, but I do think that, that he's going to be 35-plus percent from three, I would guess. I mean, he his shot looks good. He looks confident. The thing about Usman that's so challenging watching him play is he does nothing that, like, wows you. He's and not, that's what I think he's not which, explosive. Yeah, and yeah. so I think that's what I'm always looking for with him, where it's like he looks like a very normal run-of-the-mill rotation guy. Yeah. Nothing blows your mind. Like, even Trey Mann does stuff that you're like, wow. Yeah. But he's, Usman does nothing that makes you say that. Us is a very fluid athlete, not an explosive athlete. He's, I mean, the stuff that wows me is the passing from him. Yeah. He didn't do a whole lot of that against Chicago. But he's still six foot 11 and can move like that and can shoot and pass. And He's also obviously done enough in training camp to prove to Mark that he is deserving of minutes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I I'm excited to see how things unfold for him. And they and they need a guy like that. They need a big wing off the bench that yeah. can come in and fill a role for them. And if he can shoot, that's gonna be such a huge deal for him and for mm-hmm. the franchise. If he can actually shoot and the, the opposing team cares about him shooting. That will be massive. Because like the, they could potentially have Isaiah Joe and Jang and Queso and Bertons and Vava all coming off the bench. Like that's a lot of shooting. Yeah. Off the bench. Our next Twitter question comes from at Thunder Fan Dan, who wants us to rank these rotation decisions based on how much they surprised you. One, Oos and Wiggins first off the bench. Two, no Mitzich. Three, Kaysen and Joe with the most bench minutes. Most surprising was probably just that they didn't play Vava at all. Yeah. Like even like garbage time, he didn't play at all. That was probably the most surprising. Yeah. The Joe minutes were surprising just in the sense that you could tell. I I think he was the most trusted bench player. Yeah. But it wasn't surprising in the production, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Like I don't think – Watching him get those minutes, it wasn't as if at the end I was like, man, I really don't think he deserved that much. It was like, nope, he every minute he played I yeah. thought was pretty quality. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it was last season, was that you know, by the end of the season he was like he was the sixth man for them. So that wasn't particularly shocking. Who loses minutes when Kenrich and Jay will come back? Obviously, Saar is the, the easiest. Like, Saar is not going to play at all. Lindy probably won't play at all. I mean, Wiggs could lose minutes. I think so. He I mean, Queso maybe doesn't play 19. Maybe he plays 12. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's going to – and it will change, as we know. Yeah, It will change a lot. It will be inconsistent. I really want to see Mitzich out there, and maybe they just want to give him more time with the team and with the game, with the NBA game, I mean, my, to my, actually figure it out. But. My guess is they have a very specific plan for him, and – 
he knows what it is. They know what it is, and it's like nothing to worry about. He's going to play this year. It's only been one game, and it feels like, why isn't he playing? This is crazy. Yeah. But it's been one game. So well, only 81 left. What's strange about Joe is he was 3-6 of six in the three-point line, mm-hmm. but you're so used to everything he shoots going in that it was those misses. I was like, I don't think he – I didn't feel like he shot very well. Yeah. Like, no, 50%. 50% is pretty line. good. Yeah, we'll take that. It's no 100%. It's not anything that Casey Wallace did, but – you know, it's pretty good. Are you calling him queso? That's what they call him. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. Are you miffed? And are you peeved? Miffed. 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 Miffed and peeved. Jimmy. Are you miffed and peeved, man? I'm not miffed and peeved. I saw Killers of the Flower Moon last night. It's was, it was long. It's a long movie. It was good. Have you seen it? Have you? Did you watch Oppenheimer? No, okay. I want to. Oppenheimer I'm not miffed. felt really long. I'm not miffed, but it was good. Everyone should see it. OSU homecoming this weekend. Yeah, OSU actually has a football team again. What in the world? What in the world? Strange. Weird. Didn't, Odd. Yeah. I don't believe it. Don't believe it. You don't believe it. <sighs> Who are they playing this weekend? That's a great question. You guys <laughs> so locked in. Huge fans. <laughs> so huge locked. fans over here. Ollie Gordon was so good, though, on Saturday. Yeah, he's, I mean, become the best running back in the Big 12. It's bizarre. Cincinnati, it's, Cincinnati, 7 Oh, yeah, Cincinnati. Tayshawn, you miffed and peeved? Mmm. Mmm. Oklahoma State, minus seven. Yep. I'd take OSU in the points. Mmm. Yeah, Cincinnati stinks. They, they, they better beat Cincinnati. By, like, two and a half touchdowns. They better. They mm. better. Mm. There was something I was going to be miffed about this morning, but I can't remember what it is. You already got it off your chest. You're so miffed at Coach D. I know. Yeah. How could he do this? I'm such a yeah. I'm such a bad fan. Yeah. Uh, last Saturday, I went to clean my wife's my her car out. She liked it. She did like it. I got home, and then <laughs> I didn't know this was going to happen. Everything she had, she and my kids had pulled everything out of the garage. And it was time to clean the garage out, which was the bane of my existence for like four days. Good way to find <laughs> snakes. Didn't find any snakes. More importantly, didn't find any mouse poop or anything like that. Oh, which that's was, great. Which was good. Um, but it was awful. It was just awful for days and days trying to clean everything. We got rid of a bunch of stuff, thrown a bunch of stuff out. It was terrible. I was so miffed. You don't have crickets? I actually am miffed and peeved. Yeah? I have so many crickets in my house. Really? Every night. Guess how many kick it, cr- cr- crickets I'm killing. Crickets. Eight. Sitting on the top of the main. How many? Yes. Uh, two days ago, I found 20. <laughs> Yesterday, I <laughs> found 12. They're making I, their way inside your house because they're dying. I'm also miffed about crickets. Oh yeah, so I found they're breeding in in the wall, like where my doorstop is. It's broken and there's like a crack in the wall, oh, and they're no. down there. And you can hear them. Can I you can, hear them. They're not making noise. Oh, no, they're not. They're just like in my house. Oh, weird. I found two, yeah, two or three crickets in in my in my house, my my place. And you're like way up high. Yes, and I'm on the 14th Whoa. floor. How did they get? How there? are that they getting happened? there? 
They take an elevator up? I think they're latching onto me and I'm bringing you up, but I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But I don't know how they're getting up. This is like a Jiminy situation? I have no idea, but I found him and I'm like, what? How is this this possible? Do you throw him out the window like 14 (laughs) seasons? You got up here, see if you can get down. Yeah. Oh. I smush him. Smush him. Yeah. They got to learn. It's still wild to me that like Jiminy Cricket, like that you'd make a character out of a cricket. Yeah, it's kind of weird to me. I honestly don't know if I've ever seen Pinocchio. Really? Like, I think I've seen pieces, obviously, but like, what is Jiminy Cricket's character? I hope it's you guys have an, have an awesome weekend. Is his conscience? Is it his conscience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his conscience. So is it fake? No, is he's fake? real. No, he's AI. Real. It's AI, AI conscience. But he no, he's he's not he's uh. He's he's a puppet. Pinocchio, Pinocchio is. Yeah, I know that part. Yeah. And then he becomes a boy. He wants well, to be a real boy. Yeah, but he becomes a jackass first. He does. Hey haw. He gets swallowed by a whale. A lot happens. <laughs> that feels like an aggressive plot. A lot happens. It is. It's a good movie. You should watch it. Is it on Disney Plus? Surely. It's Pinocchio. I mean, yeah. For sure. Not. I think it has one of the the things. It's like some of the things in this were are racist. Are oh, yeah. <laughs> racist. racist by our eyes. Yeah, there's definitely that. There's a lot of smoking in it. Uh-huh. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and not not great depictions of Native Americans. In Pinocchio, really? Yeah. Are we talking about Peter Pan? Oh, that is Peter. Yeah, Pan. that's Peter Pan. Sorry. Yeah. So which one of these plot lines is all Peter of them Pan except not- that? Okay. Is yeah, Luke was right except for the Native American thing. <laughs> yeah. You can delete that part. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to watch Pinocchio this weekend. I'll give you all a heads up. Yeah. He comes a jackass. Smokes, smokes drugs. Smokes drugs. Don't As a they mule? smoking drugs? I mean, I don't know what's in it, but yeah, they're smoking, they're smoking something. A big, they're smoking something big, and then they turn into jackasses. Tell me. Is that just a trip? No, they really... I don't... Watch it. They take him to an island. Don't watch the live action one. Have you seen it? No, I've heard it's bad. Okay. Goodbye. All right, hope you guys have an awesome weekend. Uh, Thunder play the Cavs tonight. And win, got, win. They've got the Nuggets on Sunday for the home opener. Should be fun. Hey, make sure you get your down-to-dunk night tickets. There's very, very few left. It's going to be a great night. You don't want to miss it. And we will talk to you guys again on Monday.